Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What is the worst gun for turkey hunting? A good story and info to help you make wise firearm selections on today's episode. Hey, welcome to the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about the worst shotgun for turkey hunting. Now, I've got two parts to this episode. The first part is going to be story. The second part is going to be info and insights that can help you make good decisions, but they both come together and you need both of them to really get the whole picture. So my first turkey hunting shotgun, like many of my first hunting decisions, period, uh, was not good. It was not a good decision. I did a great great episode a while back on the worst rifle for deer hunting, which of course, you know, I made the worst possible decision you could make on a first, uh, on a deer hunting rifle for a first hunt. And that's a good episode. Uh, But I also, uh, incidentally, made a terrible decision on my first turkey hunting shotgun. Now, to be fair, I did have uh, two or three different rifles I could have picked when I picked my first deer hunting rifle. And I not only picked the worst of those three, I picked one of the worst options you could ever pick. When it came to turkey hunting, though, I only had one shotgun at the time. So it wasn't that I had several in, in the in the cabinet and I could have picked a better one. I just started off with a terrible tool for the job. And the shotgun that I used for my first turkey hunt, it was a Browning Auto 5 16 gauge shotgun. Now for those of you who don't know, the Browning Auto 5 was one of the first semi-automatic firearms ever developed by John Moses Browning himself, an absolute genius firearm. One of the greatest shotgun designs ever made, even to this day considered one of the most genius designs 
and for a hundred years, no one could find a great way to improve upon it. Now today, uh, over a hundred years later, they've got some that, that have taken it to the next level and Benelli's and others have, uh, have, have, have done some amazing things and Beretta and Remington and others have done some really, really good stuff. But for a hundred years or so, I mean, you couldn't, you, you might have a different design and a different shotgun, but it'd be hard to say it was better than the Browning Auto 5. Uh, it was just an excellent, excellent design. So you might think that would make a great turkey hunting shotgun. Well, normally it would, but there were some issues involved. First of all, it was a 16 gauge. Now, Back in the 1960s or so, when I believe the, this particular shotgun was made, 16 gauges were popular. Um, they may have been more popular than 12 gauges, which means ammo selection and availability was excellent. You could get any kind of ammo, you could do whatever you want, any whatever kind of was out there, they made it for that gun, maybe more so than they did 12 gauge. Fast forward to modern day, and not so much. You go to the store, you look for 16 gauge ammo. You might find one box of target loads and maybe one box of something else. If there's more than that, then you're either at a superstore or you just got lucky. Usually you have one or two options. When it comes to 12 gauge, you go to the, the turkey hunting section of the shotgun ammo and you can have your pick of the store. There, there are Dozens of options in some stores. You can have several brands, several types, several shot sizes. When it comes to 16 gauge, nah. You have, uh, you usually have like seven or seven shot bird shot, or you've got, you know, high powered six shot pheasant loads. And that's it. There, there are no other options, there are no other choices most of the time even when you go online it's slim pickings it is slim pickings you get a few more options but you're not going to find i've not yet found a single load labeled as a turkey load of all your fancy turkey hunting uh ammo brands and types and loads and uh, i've not seen anything ever made for turkey the best you could hope to do would be number six pheasant shot so when it came to, to picking that gun, uh, you know, you had two ammo choices. Uh, and, you know, it's not so bad. You know, the pheasant ammo is not the worst ammo. But if it doesn't pattern well in that gun, you, you can't, like, take three or four different ammos and test them all and then pick the best one. You got one. You got one. And if it doesn't pattern good in that gun, well, that's it. You just, you can't hunt good. <laughs> Period. Those are your options. It either works well or you just can't hunt good. There is no plan B unless you're going to start loading your own 16-gauge shells, which I, I was not going to do as a new hunter and still not going to do now. Um, you know, and like you could, with some loads, you can try number four, number five, number six, number seven shot, depending on what state you're in, until you find, you know, what feels good to you, what patterns well on paper. No such options. You got one. One option, and that's all I had with the 16 gauge. Um, you know, maybe eventually you'd find another box, and instead of being number six turkey shot, or excuse me, instead of being number six pheasant loads, it would be number six express loads. And you'd be like, what's the difference? You couldn't find one. You, you couldn't tell any difference. Uh, just, you know, one, one shell was from one company, one was from another. 
So the options were, were sad. They were very sad. Uh, the other part of that particular shotgun that was not so good for turkey hunting was that mine, uh, for whatever reason, uh, had failure to cycle 80% of the time. So it was basically a single shot shotgun. It was a semi-automatic. The tube held four rounds. You put a plug in so you only had two in the tube and one in the chamber like you have to for turkey hunting. But... Uh, it, it, it just failed to cycle. It just the, the shots or the, the empty casings either wouldn't eject or they'd get stuck in the ejection. Um, and you just had failure to cycle even with the high brass um, long range pheasant loads that, that had more recoil. And I did everything. I did everything in every manual. I searched the forums. I, I did everything I could come up with to this gun to to make sure it was clean it was set up right it was oiled i got new springs i got all kinds of stuff everything i could find to do to try to get this thing to cycle right and uh most of the time it just wouldn't some days when it was hot maybe it seemed to to cycle a little better but then some days like we'd be out shooting uh clay pigeons and it would work well for a little while but, you know, you took it into the woods, and it was a single-shot shotgun. You just had, if you were going to take a shot, you just had to know, I am now going to have to to pull back the cocking handle in order to eject the next round. And even if, you see, when you're hunting, and you're in the moment, you don't know if it ejected. So you just have to, to manually work it. So even if it did work... You don't know that for sure. So then you got to rack it again and uh, and then f throw that good round onto the ground, um, you know, just to get another one in the chamber that you're sure is in there so you can have a second shot. So it was basically a single shot shotgun, which was pretty lame. But you know what? I thought, hey, this is the only one I've got. This is the one that I'll use. So, you know, I had that going on. And you could buy a single shot shotgun and it wouldn't be a terrible choice for turkey hunting. So I figured not the end of the world. I can live with this. I can make this work. Um, so we'll go with that. So you had very limited ammo selection. You had single shot. We had a semi-automatic that was really a single shot. And, you know, I was one, one step away from sending it back to Browning to have them look at it and, and see if they could fix it. But instead of spending the money on shipping and paying them a fee to work on it, I just decided I was going to buy a new shotgun and put that money towards it. And that's what I did. But more on that later. So I've got this this great you know, Browning Auto 5 16 gauge, sweet 16, nice engraving on it, beautiful gun, balanced well, but it's a single shot and the ammo selections are poor. And the worst thing about it, was that it was one of these old-time shotguns that had an adjustable choke at the end. It had an adjustable choke. So you would just grab hold. Uh, it looked like a muzzle brake at the end of the barrel. You would grab hold of the muzzle brake, and you would rotate it, and it would click, and you would rotate it for, you know, uh, for improved cylinder, cylinder, uh, modified, full, extra full. So you would just rotate that, and it, it had a, a mechanism in it that would crimp down on um, these sort of metal fingers that acted as the choke. And the more you turned it, the more it crimped down. Or if you turned it the other way, it opened up, and, and you could you know have a slug bore. 
So it was fully adjustable. You you would turn it from, you know, open bore for slugs all the way to extra full, whatever you needed to do. It just clicked and boom, you had an adjustable choke. And you know what? Maybe in 1960, that worked right, but it never worked good for me. Um, no matter what you did to that thing, you could not get a full choke. You just couldn't do it. So I would pattern loads and, um, you know, I had a pattern that could maybe kill a turkey at 20 yards and any further than that at 30 yards, don't even take a shot. It's useless. The pattern is so bad and you cannot get it any tighter. Like I would turn it to full to extra full and I would just crank it with my hand as tight as I could get it to make it as, as, as full as you possibly could. And uh, it was just of no avail. I mean, it was useless. And then you'd open it up to modified or improved cylinder or whatever. And, you know, I mean, you, you, you had good pattern density at about 10 yards. Um, which, of course, at that point, you're so, you're so close that the wad can do some damage. And, you know, that was your pattern density. And, I mean, for shooting clay pigeons, you know, it actually worked pretty well. You crank it down extra full, and it was not a bad clay pigeon shooting gun. In fact, to this day, it's a good gun. My wife uses it for shooting clay pigeons from time to time. Uh, so it's not so bad for that. But for turkey hunting, you know, 20-yard maximum range for a new hunter, that's tough. That is tough. 20 yards, single shot, very difficult. Um, and really, you know, you, closer than 20 yards would be ideal. And that's just, that is a tall order for a new turkey hunter who doesn't have good gear, who doesn't even have a full suit of camo at this point. I, I had very little camo that day. I, I don't even remember what I was wearing, but there was not much camo. I was not an expert at concealment, nor was I real good at not fidgeting. So trying to get a turkey to come in that close... Uh, that was a tall order. And even then, even then, 20 yards may... St I mean, that's maximum range. That's not ideal range. Really, 15 yards is right about where you needed them to be to, to be relatively certain you were going to get a good kill. Now, you say, well, maybe it was the ammo. Maybe if you tried different ammo, you would have gotten a better pattern at further distance. Yeah, if the other ammo existed, that, that could be absolutely right. That's usually what I recommend to people who have a bad pattern for their shotgun, is try different ammo, try different pellet size, try different brand, try something with uh, one of those super high-end turkey hunting wads and, and media and multi-size multi shot and whatever. There's so many things you could do for anything but a 16-gauge. So I had one option, and that one option patterned like garbage, for turkeys and uh and that was it and of course it wasn't a small gun i mean it was a full length barrel i mean i i didn't measure it but i think it was a 28 inch barrel it's not real light either to carry through the woods and of course for whatever reason john moses browning uh decided that we don't need a sling on this shotgun so there were no sling mounts on the shotgun or, or maybe those were uh, only available on other models. I don't know. But for the one I had, there was no sling mount. So you didn't have a sling. 
I eventually found a, a particular type of sling made for guns without sling mounts. It sort of wraps around with a piece of leather around the barrel and and another piece around the, the stock. And that worked like D plus, C minus, because when the sling was on the shotgun, you couldn't see the front bead because it wrapped around the barrel. So if you had a sling to carry it into the woods for your two mile hike, then you, you couldn't shoot the gun until you took the sling off the gun, which then has to pass over the muzzle of the barrel. So you can't even load the gun until you get to where you're going to hunt and you take the sling off because then you'd have to unload it to remove this. It was just a mess. It was just the stupidest design. I mean, just an absolute mess. You know, you go hiking through the woods and you see a turkey and you, you would go to take the rifle off your shoulder well, or the shotgun off your shoulder. Well, you can't do nothing because you can't even aim it. You can't even see the front sight. You, you know, you just sort of point in that general direction, which maybe that works okay for shooting birds in the air, but for trying to hit a turkey's head at 15 yards, uh, you know, you, you just, it was a disaster. The only thing that could have been worse was if the gun weighed like 10 more pounds or if it didn't shoot every time you pulled the trigger. And, you know, if there was one in the trigger or if there was a, a, a round chambered in the chamber properly, it would shoot. It did that. So you could, you could take a shot, just one, and it would shoot. And then you wouldn't know what to do next uh, if you could see the target and, you know, all that nonsense. So I hunted with that shotgun for a while. And, uh, you know, when I had done everything I could do to try to fix the, try to fix it and turn it into the semi-automatic it was supposed to be, I decided that, all right, we just need to buy something else. Just need anything else at that point. So that, that is probably one of the worst shotguns you could ever go with. Now, there are other things though that can make your shotgun choice even worse. Um, and that is recoil. You know, if you're hunting with a 12-gauge Magnum or a 10-gauge shotgun and you, the recoil is heavy and you don't enjoy shooting it and it impacts your accuracy and all of that, that is, a, that is an even worse choice for you. Because what happens, and, and I'm going to do a whole episode on recoil somewhere down the road, but what happens is you are anticipating that heavy kick. Whether you have conscious fear of it or not is irrelevant. You know, if you're scared of it, of course this is going to happen, but you don't have to be afraid. You just anticipate that heavy recoil. And when you go to pull the trigger, you, you, your body shifts. Your arms, your shoulders, your muscles all begin to shift. To you, it's imperceptive, imperceptible perhaps, but you begin to shift in order to compensate for and prepare for that recoil. So then at the last second, that takes your, your front sight off target. And you know your aiming point on this for any gun is, is really precise. So that can cause you to miss. You don't even know it. You don't even know why it's happening. And, and you've got that issue going on. And beyond that, you just you have all of the problems that go with having too much gun. You've got all of the issues in terms of weight. You've got, the, you've got potential shoulder pain and even injury and all that. So you can have too much recoil. You can have a gun that's too big. Uh, and I did an episode on this just recently. So you can go back and, and I really go into that in depth. 
you know, talking about that particular subject. I think it might even been the last episode or one of the last two. So for more information, you can go back on that. So then where did I go from there? I, I had the worst turkey hunting shotgun, one of the worst. Like I said, it could have been worse. You know, it could have been this Magnum shotgun that half blew my arm off every time I shot it, you know, with all the, the list of issues and problems that were wrong with that one. So where did I go from there? Well, I knew I needed something else, anything else. And at that point, you know, I, I had two concerns, reliability and choke. I wanted it to, to shoot every time you pulled the trigger and I wanted to have, I wanted to be able to put my own choke tube in and never have to deal with these shenanigans of a lousy adjustable choke again. Cause there was nothing you could do. The choke in the barrel were one mechanism. There was no way to remove the choke. You could remove the muzzle brake, but literally the end of the barrel was these, these fingers with a flange on it. You would have to cut the barrel off, rethread the barrel. And I don't even know what you would have to do to make it, you know, usable to, to put a regular choke on it. Probably couldn't have, because then you'd have to thread the barrel on the inside, and it would have been cheaper to buy a new shotgun again, which is what I did. So I needed something reliable. I needed something with a reasonable choke. I didn't need to be able to shoot out to 60 yards, but I felt like I ought to be able to take a shot at 35 or 40 yards while turkey hunting. So I, I looked at the different options, and at that point, you know, when you have a semi-automatic shotgun, you 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 just get used to that. Even if it doesn't work, you you just get used to that. So I, I realized, you know, I want to get another semi-automatic shotgun. That's what I'm used to. If I got a pump-action shotgun, which is a fine choice, that would have been a lot more work for me because then I would have had to to work through the process of becoming proficient with a pump action to make sure that I work the action after every shot. And that was time and that was work and that was effort and that did not appeal to me at that point. So I wanted to, to get something that was a semi, you know, I'd been using my semi as a single shot, so I didn't want a single shot. Uh, I didn't love the idea of an over under. And I think at the time I just didn't know enough about them. You know, looking back, maybe that could have been an option if I know what I know now and have the experience that I have now. But even still, uh, you know, at that point, I wanted to get another semi and I didn't have a lot of money and I didn't know a whole lot. So I just started doing some research. And, uh, you know, there's a few good options out there and I haven't shot all of them, so I can't speak to all of them. But where I ended was a Mossberg 930. Um did all my research, looked at everything I, I, I found to look at. And for the price point, the reliability was stalwart. The, you had the adjustable choke and it was a semi, the weight was good. I of course got a, got a synthetic stock so that I had less maintenance and I could worry less about dragging that thing through the woods. Cause it was going to be a workhorse shotgun. And the price was real good. Now, they cost, they're all over the board these days. But when I got mine, um, you know, I got it for a steal. I mean, literally, like, I was checking prices. And when I found this price, I wasn't ready to buy it. Um, but it was almost half of what I thought I was going to have to spend. And so, like, I guess um, it was on, literally, it was on Gallery of Guns. And they had, I think, a hundred of them in, in stock. It was the all-synthetic... Uh, general uh, waterfowl version with the 28-inch barrel. 
and they had a hundred in stock. And I guess they'd had a hundred in stock for a long time. And they discontinued that particular model. So they were trying to clear out that stock because that was like the most generic version that nobody wanted apparently. So they hacked this and slashed the price down. I think I paid $320 or $340 at the time, which was about half of what uh, they were going for in the stores if you got like the, the camo turkey hunting model, which I was looking at also. Actually, I think that was more like seven or 800 But when I saw these go on sale, they didn't even officially say they're on sale. I was just price checking the one day. And it was so cheap, and I was like, okay, I have to buy this. I mean, you're not going to get a better price than this um, you know, on a new one. And people say, well, 28-inch barrel is a little long for me. You know, turkey hunting shotguns are usually more like 24-inch barrels, 26-inch um, barrels. So I, I do have some comments on that. There's the only reason that they make turkey hunting shotguns with shorter barrels is because people haul them through the woods and they like a smaller gun so they don't, you know, bang it off stuff. And that's fine. But a shorter barrel costs you velocity and costs you range. So it's a trade-off. You've got convenience versus performance. And where I was at at that particular point, I, I was all for the performance because the shotgun I had been using was so bad in performance that I just wanted something that would perform better. So I went, you know, 28 inch barrel at that price. I was like, great. I could always buy a shorter barrel. They make shorter barrels. I could throw another barrel on that at any time down the road. Um, but the, the price was so good. And to this day, I do think you, the better performance out of the longer barrel, I mean, you know, that matters. Now, granted, okay, a shorter gun, you've, uh, you can, you can maneuver better. You can set up a little easier. So it is a trade-off. You have to make that decision for yourself. You know, the performance benefit of four inches is not, you know, amazing. You, it's not giving you, you know, 30% more velocity. But I think, it's, I think it's enough to consider what do you want more, that little bit of extra performance or that little bit of extra maneuverability. I went with the performance. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, what you need to get is a turkey hunting shotgun that does what you personally as an individual needed to do. For me, I needed it to shoot every time I pulled the trigger. I needed it to cycle reliably. And I've probably put somewhere around, I think, over a thousand rounds, over a thousand shells to that of, you know, everything from target loads to turkey loads to pheasant loads to, to whatever. And I don't think one time have I had a failure to eject or a misfire or anything like that. I mean, reliability has been somewhere around 100%. Even during one day of, uh, of clay shooting at the range, you know, I broke one of the internal pieces. I didn't know it broke at the time because the gun never ceased to function. When I took it home to take it apart, I realized, oh, this thing has cracked into a bunch of different pieces and uh, I need to get a new replacement piece for that. It had just worn out. But uh, even in the field, even with broken parts, it still worked perfectly. You couldn't tell. And, um, you know, it, and I think the broken piece was even my fault because we had, we had left them in the sun on a table. 
in the summer when we were doing a, a shoot and the guns heated up pretty good and then you're shooting a lot so it's getting hot from the inside and the outside and this plastic piece just couldn't take it I don't think but either way that was years and a thousand rounds before that four dollar piece went and it had need to be replaced but it still worked with the broken piece is the point I'm trying to make so I needed something that was reliable. Every time I pulled the trigger, it would work. I needed something that was a semi because that was the style I had gotten accustomed to. And that's just what I wanted at, at that point in the game. I needed something cheap, you know, uh, a high-end Remington or a Benelli or a Beretta. Though, of course, they are better, better firearms. That was just not in my price range. Um, and I wanted something that had adjustable or had a replaceable choke so I could put in whatever turkey hunting choke that I wanted and uh, you know just needed to overall function right and not be too heavy so that's what I got worked great for me but your needs may be different and uh, you may be able to find something better for the money today I'm not trying to pitch that shotgun Mossberg is not a sponsor though they'd be welcome to become one um but, you know, there, there's a lot of other options on the market. A pump action might be better for you. Might be more in line with, you know, cost-wise. Might be what you're used to. Might be a skill that you want to develop so that you always have it. There's a lot of options out there. Over-unders are really popular. And, you know, most high-end, very experienced turkey hunters that have taken dozens and dozens and dozens of birds... They'll tell you there's no use to having more than two shots. All that the third shot does is let everyone else in the woods know you missed on the first two shots. So, you know, you have an over-under. You can put different chokes in for close, different choke for far. There's some advantages there. You know, I'm not saying semi-auto is the best approach. That's just what was best for me then. But you can have all different kinds. There are some people that hunt with single shots because they can shoot that single shot really really well it points exactly where they want it to point the patterns exactly the way they want it to pattern it is in every way shape and form absolutely perfect for them it is super light all of that but it's a single shot well to them all those pros outweigh the the con of not having a second shot available in their mind they're only going to take one shot anyway so it all comes down to what you need, what's valuable to you, what's important to you, what features you care about. And, uh, and that goes for gauge too. You do not need to have a 12 gauge shotgun. Uh, I wouldn't recommend a 16 gauge for all of the other reasons that I mentioned with ammo selection, but you can do great with a 20 gauge. You can do phenomenal 20 gauge Today is not what it was 20 and 30 years ago. The different ammos that are available, um, you know, 12 gauge you're going to have the most options. 12 gauge or 20 gauge you have the second most options. So there's a lot out there. There's a lot you can do with the 20 gauge. You can do a 28 gauge if you need less recoil. Um, you know, now you can do a 410. Although what I'm going to tell you is I think you're better off with the 20 gauge or the 28 gauge than the 410. People think, well, you know, I'm really recoil sensitive um, or, or, it's a, or it's a child who's going to be using it or something. Uh, I'll tell you in my experience, I think that a semi-automatic 28-gauge uh, or even 20-gauge is going to have less felt recoil than a 410. 
because I've never seen a semi-automatic 410. All the ones I've ever seen are single shots, and they're all really light. So the recoil on the light single shot, in my shoulder's estimation, is more on the 410 than it is maybe with a semi-automatic 20 gauge or 28 gauge. So if you're really recoil sensitive, I would go with the 20 gauge or the 28 gauge. And you can even use lighter rounds. You don't have to use turkey rounds per se. Um, but I think you're going to get less recoil out of that than you would get out of a 410 and put more shot down range on target. So I hope this information is helpful for you guys. I want to make sure that especially new hunters, you don't make the same mistakes that I make. And for more experienced hunters looking to up their shotgun or, or looking to get into turkey hunting, you can make a little bit more of an informed decision. Um, but, you know, that was my story. And that's part of the reason why I started this podcast. Because I was like, you know what, how many people are making the same kinds of mistakes? Just the same kinds of decisions. Don't know any better. Don't know what else to do. Um, don't have any other insight. Just, you know, just go out and do something. So I thought, well, we can contribute to that. We, we can help people start a, a step further ahead than I started. So God bless you guys. Uh, head to the website newhuntersguide.com for the show notes for lots of other episodes on turkey hunting. And until next time, go get them in the woods. <laughs>